may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Right, nearly half time pal, your turn to get a ground round in, off you go No, you get this one in mate because I've got the beer sorted for later What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one, you know that's not how the ground round works Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint, then? You know, I never say no to a pie. So this is a special view from Ninian episode where um, somebody slid into the DMs of Aaron Gunnison, and he graciously agreed to join us. And obviously, um, three voices on the pod. I, I graciously stepped aside and let Tom and Ben kind of take on take on the interview. And I'll start with you, Ben. I mean. It sounds like he, you know, when you arranged his interview, you slid into his DMs, then we're just chatting football with him. Um, did, did you expect him to be such a casual, nice guy? I didn't think he'd be this chilled. What a bloke. Just awesome. Like, we were watching the, um, what game was it? I can't remember what game it was. Um, we were watch, watching the game, and me and Gunnison are just chatting through DMs, just chatting as if, like, he's known me three, just laughing about what he thinks is going to happen, talking about the game. And it was just, what a bloke. Just what a lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah, and he, uh, Tom, he gave us, what, two hours of his time. He's obviously sat in Qatar and, and waiting for the new season. He gave us two hours. Did you expect the conversation to run on that long? It just shows what lockdown boredom does to people, really. You'll speak, <laughs> you'll, you'll speak to anyone, won't you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. He, he, and I think we could have even gone on longer, to be honest, as well. But Probably, yeah. It could have gone a whole, like, couple of weeks out of him, like, in terms of, like, episodes. But, no, he, he's fantastic and, like, opened up about stuff I didn't think he'd open up about and there's some real nuggets in there for people to get stuck into when they listen to it. Yeah, but, I mean, Ben, what were the things that surprised you about it? Is there anything you kind of want to mention now for, so people get a little preview? Or it was just his honesty about everything. Um, didn't hold back from the start. Just couldn't fault him. Just really, really open, wanting to talk about everything. And what really sort of shone through for me is how much he genuinely still loves the club. Yeah. Still calling us we... Um, the bloke's a bluebird and he, the genuine affection he has for that club isn't fake. He genuinely enjoyed his, his time at Cardiff and yeah, you'll, you'll, the more you listen to it, the more you'll see he genuinely loves the place. And Tom, you mentioned the Nuggets. What was your favourite Nugget? Or again, do you want to leave that as a surprise for the listeners? I'll just say like, I had to quickly edit my opinion on Slade out because <laughs> it would have sounded a little bit daft. <laughs> um, <laughs> But apart from that, no, I don't want to spoil it for people, but like he covers everything like from playing and like his mates off the pitch and how certain things affected him and people around him. So, no, it was an absolute pleasure to be involved in it. I'm glad you stepped aside and I got to do it back. Yeah, Sorry. well, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take one for the team on this front. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, without, without further ado, I mean, you don't need to hear any more waffle from us. We'll, we'll let you get st- straight into the, the Icelandic giant himself. This is our interview with Aaron Gunnarsson. The view from the ninny are... Well, we've got a treat for you today. He's a man who needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyway. 87 caps for Iceland, captaining them to their first European Championship and World Cup, reaching the quarterfinals of that Euros, beating England along the way. More importantly for us, 271 appearances for Cardiff City, 25 goals, two promotions, and club legend status is Aaron Gunnarsson. How are you, Aaron? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. Thank you. Not a problem. How have the last few months been treating you? What's the situation like out in Qatar at the moment? Uh, it's similar to to everywhere, really. It's uh, just went into total standstill and um, 
we didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, the decisions were going to have to be made, and 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 I think Qatar was sort of waiting on on how the Europe was going to cope with the situation. And um, soon as Germany started playing, I think the ball started rolling here, and and they made a decision of of keeping keeping the the season going. Um, and the main reason why we can play here is is the World Cup stadiums, uh, which are air conditioned, and and because um, um, if 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 it wasn't like that, I think we wouldn't be able to play during the summertime here. It's it's too hot, and so yeah, they made a made a decision going forward, and and the season is gonna gonna start in nine days on the twenty fourth of, of July, um, which is good. It's been it's been a strange. Situation, uh, a bet for everyone, um, and football world has been has been just yeah brought into a standstill, and, and nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah, uh, we've been training. We've been training when we've been allowed. Uh, there came there came a period where we weren't allowed to see each other, or or because um, the situation got quite bad here in Qatar. Uh, uh, the cases wise uh, and uh, we, we weren't allowed to go out of our house and, and we just managed to, to train at home uh, doing the individual uh, um, program uh, etc so but it, yeah it's, it's it's been okay I, I've spent a lot of time with my family and um, for a change so it's it, yeah it's been it's been good um, football wise so how, how much of the season have you got left and how's the season gone for you so far results wise yeah we've got Five games left. Um, this is obviously this league is uh, twelve teams, yeah. So it's it's played in a in a long, long season. Um, so it's not many games. Um, then again, there's two cup cup competitions, and uh, um, the in the league we are fifth at the moment, um, and we are. In the semi-final in both the cups, so uh, the cup run has been has been something that we've been we've been focusing on. Uh, but the league, it's it's still still uh, up, everything to play for for the, the Champions League spots for us. Um, so it, it's 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 been good. Um, I got injured middle of the season. Uh, I had to have a, a, an ankle surgery, so that took. Um, Took away, I think, eight games I missed, um, which was quite disappointing because we were on a good roll before that. We hadn't lost; um, we were we were top of the league, so uh, it was quite a disappointing time to get injured at at, 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 the, um, at that time. But um, yeah, we, we're doing okay. We've gotten back to our winning ways again and, and doing all right before the corona started. Uh, so it was it was quite a yeah a weird situation. Getting into a momentum and then obviously having to having to have to stop again. Yeah, it sounds like a difficult. One. It's been the same for everyone. I think it's been real stop start. Yeah. Um, I'm not that clued up on Qatar football. What's sort of the standard like out there? And is there like a big buzz with it with the World Cup coming along as well? I don't. I don't blame you. There's not many. Uh, <laughs> there's not many people who follow it, but uh, um, there is a big. Um, they are putting a lot of thought into things here, um, especially for the national team, because they want to they want to be able to compete uh, in the World Cup. Um, so they are they are putting a lot of money into into the uh, infrastructure. Uh, they're trying to bring players in who are gonna make the teams better, uh, and they are trying to better the league so the players here who are playing for the national team. Compete against the stronger physical uh, and physical players who who have been playing in Europe before, and so it's it's the thought process uh, for the teams here. It's it's gearing up to the World Cup and and being able to compete at that level, uh, um, which will be difficult for for them. Um, but they are doing everything possible to to uh, make this World Cup um, be. Uh, talked about and um, everyone has a good image of, of Qatar uh, after the World Cup. That's what they are wanting and that's what they are planning. 
Yes, that's cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. We'll, watching Wales lift the World Cup on my birthday is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. um, so what sort of levels the standard? Because um, there's some good players out there. I know you're out there and there's like some top high-name players out there. I think David Silver's on about coming out there mm-hmm. um, at the end of the season as well. Sort of what's the equivalent standard sort of in the UK leagues, like League One, Championship level, or is there some teams that would do all right in the Premier League? No, no, no. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Um, knowing, knowing the... Having played in, in both Championship and and the Premier League, the the the, UK, the English and UK teams are are way more physical, um, and I think the the teams here wouldn't wouldn't manage to compete on that level um, for a long period. Because um, the level the level is okay. I was quite surprised when I first came here. I, I had a had a different image. Um, of the of the football here in Qatar, like probably a lot of people do, uh, but they, they, they surprisingly was uh, individual who have who have uh, good quality and and uh, the, the the reason why I was brought in into this team was um, the experience I have had in in the UK and uh, and with, uh, with an, uh, on international level. Um, just to group and gel the, the team together and, and the, for the younger players to learn a little bit uh, um, from my attitude and and, um, and uh, my game. So I was I was happy to to do that. Uh, obviously, the coach is is Icelandic. He's the one who was with us both in the Euros and and at the World Cup. Um, so he was the sole and the main reason why I came out here in Qatar and. But yeah, the, the standard is, is better than I than I expected. Uh, you say that. Uh, I know you've been following City recently. Um, how do you think the Bluebirds have been getting on the last few well, since the restart and just how the season's gone in general? Yeah, it's from, since the restart uh, we started well. Um, still talk us talk about us like we, but I love it. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep going. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we we have we have start, we we did start well and. The last two games, uh, Fulham and, and Blackburn, were, was a little bit of a, a dip, but uh, I was just happy that we managed to get resolved yesterday. And because and, um, Derby was, it was all, all or nothing for them in a way. And it's hard to play against a team who are, who uh, are gonna attack, and, and you know they're gonna come at you. And and Derby is not, a, is not a bad team, um, but I felt like. The experience we have in our group, we we managed to to get the results, and um, I th- I think uh, it's it's been good so far. Uh, it would be a good season if we make the playoff, uh, and uh, and take it from there, really. Because, like I said, we have we have uh, experienced players in our, in our squad, and uh, that 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 can take you. Far in, in in the playoffs and, and um, looks like managed to stay in the playoffs. It looks like it's going to be Brentford, um, and in my opinion, we can we can we can bully them uh, home and away. And then it's it's Wembley and, and anything can happen. And you just you never know in the playoffs. We've obviously been there before, and and we know all about it. How, how difficult it is, and, and little little things and little mistakes matter in 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 a big pressure matches like like in the playoffs so but I, I'm, I'll be I'll be quite happy if we if we make the playoffs um, and I think we are more than capable of, of doing something in the playoffs as well yeah I think it's a bit of a lottery at the moment so I think anyone with a bit of momentum is going to do really well oh absolutely yeah um, I think it's time to look back um, it's pretty much nine years ago to the day that you signed for Cardiff on a free transfer from Coventry um, how did that come about and how was the club sold to you just before you signed? Um, I had a, I had been in contact with Malky for quite a while, uh, and also Sean Dice uh, when he was at Watford, uh, and I obviously had a contract offer from from Coventry, um, and. I just I, I just felt like Malky was his enthusiasm and 
him showing interest in myself uh, made a lot of, of, of difference for me deciding because I, I was in I was in a way where I, I was uh, after Coventry I, I felt like I needed a, a, a challenge um, and I wanted to get to a club where I, I didn't want to jump into a, a Premier League club um, I had a meeting with West Brom's Albion um, and they were in the Prem, Premier League at, at the time uh, and I had that I had an offer from them but I just didn't want to jump up too too soon and and because uh, I, I probably wasn't going to be a big part of the squad or, or the first 11 for West Brom. So I, I needed to take it in steps. Uh, and I felt like Cardiff was always there and thereabouts. Uh, and knowing that from playing them when I was at Coventry, I knew they they were always nearly nearly there. Uh, and I felt like Malky just sold the idea that we were going to be in Premier League in two, two years. Uh, and that was probably the main reason why I came came to Cardiff was Mauki and, and how he how uh, and how Cardiff was the years before I came because I remember playing Cardiff at Minion Park and it was just it was such a tough stadium to go to and um, and they were they're always at the top of the league and then they sort of dropped into the playoff spots and then uh, didn't quite make it uh, and I felt like with the right people in the squad and the, and the right manager, we, we could actually go and get promoted. And yeah, the, the first year, what was it, 2011, 2012, where we made the playoff, uh, lost to West Ham uh, and got to the, the, current, well, the, the cup final, which was a tremendous year. I, 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 will, always, I will always remember that year because it was just so hectic. I remember, I think I played about 62 games that season with with yeah. with, with Iceland and Cardiff. Uh, I think it was 50, yeah, 50 games for, for Cardiff in, in both the league and, and the cup. And then I played another uh, 11 games, 12 games for for Iceland. So it was a, it was a hectic year that year. But uh, it's a tough I, year I, that. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a tough year. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it because we managed to get to the cup final and. Um, which was obviously disappointing, and then the the West Ham playoff. I, th- I think we were just totally outclassed, and and we were absolutely finished in that season. We were uh, drained, and I felt like we didn't have much energy about us when we play, played both home and away. We, we just got absolutely battered. But th- from that point on, I just felt like we had something in the squad, the togetherness, and the boys. It was it was tremendous. Uh, Attitude and, and the the uh, the persona Malty brought in uh, was just something that we knew that we were gonna be, be promoted in the following year. Uh, what was the preseason like that year? Um, I know, like Kev McNaughton, we spoke to him a while back, and he was on about how it was a step up from. Obviously, you weren't there under Dave Jones, but he said it was one of the toughest preseasons he's ever had. Um, I think you said something about spewing, wanting to spew. Um, how, what was yeah. the preseason like? We didn't have, I think, was it nine, ten players when you signed? Yeah, um, right. was it a strange situation to walk into? I didn't really know that when I signed. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> they didn't tell me that. Uh, walking surprised. into the change, walking into the change rooms. <laughs> when the rest getting here? Are yeah. they here? <laughs> I, I remember I, I arrived a little bit uh, later because because of the international duty. Um, but I, I, I remember I came in when we were going away to I think it was either Switzerland or Austria uh, no we went to Portugal the first year or Spain yeah that's right um, yeah I remember that session where, where we were doing the Gerald runs and, uh, and a lot of people were spewing and, and it, it was a, a, it was extremely tough but I, I was quite um, fit at the time because of the international during the summer, so I'd ha- I hadn't really taken much time off. But um, it was a it was a tough preseason, uh, and the the following preseason as well. It was I think we, that year we went to Austria or Switzerland. I can't remember which which it was, but uh, uh, that was a tough one as well. But it, it it just something in the second season, second part. Uh, well, the, yeah, the start of the second season, just everything 
just clicked. I remember, I think we won the first 10, ten home games. Um, and it was, it was just something that we just grew in confidence and, and nothing was going to stop us that year. We, obviously, you mentioned the Carlin Cup final earlier on. Um, how great an experience was that? But how, how disappointing was it to miss out on penalties like we did? Yeah. Oh. It's, at the time, it, it wasn't... I, I couldn't really dwell on it because we were, we were still focused on, on, on the league. I remember after the game, I went to the... Uh, uh, Heathrow Hotel because I was going away with the national team so I, I think I didn't really have a time to be disappointed um, but looking back at it now uh, it would have been so I would have been so proud of having a, 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 a cup uh, medal which I have I have, a, I have a, a medal but I have a wrong medal in my opinion because I felt like we did everything right in that game we we um, we fought so hard and, and and just came just a little bit short in, in the end, um, which was quite disappointing. But uh, uh, I wasn't I wasn't at the time. I wasn't dwelling on it because I was just so focused on finishing the league and finishing the international games, and there was just so much going on that I couldn't. I didn't really have a chance to do that to dwell on it. But I'm disappointed I now. With that. <laughs> I think I've ever been prouder, even like after a game of seeing our team's done with that performance. Yeah. It was just one of those where like you knew every player gave everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You just look around in the changing room. It just, it was just exhausting. It, it, like everyone was literally exhausted. Uh, a lot of people were cramping up and it was just, we knew that we gave everything and, and what, what more can you do, you know? Yeah, following on from that, it was um, the promotion year. Um, but the start of the season then, there was a bit of controversy with the kit and the rebrand. Uh, you and Joe Mason were the featured players for that kit launch. Um, what did you sort of know about the situation when it started? Um, I think I've heard that the shirts you guys wore during sort of the photo shoot were blank with no badges, no sponsors or anything on it. And that it was sort of promoted as the red being the home and the blue being the uh, the red being the away and the blue being the home to start with. Uh, yeah, we didn't, did you know much about it? Yeah, we didn't know much uh, about it. Um, and it's usually when you do a photo shoot like that, you don't you don't really pay attention. Uh, you just go in and you go out. And you, it's... Uh, um, yeah, we didn't know a lot about what was going on behind the scene uh, and what was going to be decided um, we read it in the news just like uh, you guys so um, yeah it's 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 probably hard to put myself in the in the same shoes as, as you guys being lifelong fans and and then something like this drastically changes the history and, and, and everything about what you guys or the fans and, and everyone around it stands for. Uh, so it, it was quite strange for, for us as well um, uh, to just get this negative energy, uh, which we weren't quite used to because coming from the season before, it was quite positive, you know? Could you feel the negativity from the fans and sort of, I guess you were probably told about it as well on the way in a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you could feel it. Uh, you, try to not make it uh, affect you because we were fully focused on getting promoted and that was our job uh, and we felt like uh, we needed to do that and maybe it, maybe it just made us a little bit more focused on 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 our project was to get promoted maybe maybe it worked in the opposite direction for us but yeah, we, we knew that it was controversial and because and, we read the news like, like you guys do and, and, and we see things on, on social media and, and um, even though I, 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 you try and stay away from it, but you still, you still see the, the, the comments and, and everything from the fans because you want to interact and you want to be involved. And, um, 
So you you knew people were were extremely disappointed. We we get that. I get that as well. So that season, Malky brought in players like Jordan Much and Kimbo. Um, were you worried about your place in the in the side, or was it just a, another factor, just another drive to play well? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Uh, I I knew Kimbo from 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 the start, from the first training session. I knew he had quality that was gonna make a difference. Um, he had unbelievable ball control, um, and his 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 uh, how do you say it? Uh, his balance and the way he moves the ball was was you just you could see it straight away from from the first uh, training session. So, as as a player who who wants to succeed, you you're happy with you're happy when a good player comes into your squad and and. And he's going to better your team, uh, and then it's just down to you if you keep your uh, if you keep your place in the team or not. Um, so I, I wasn't worried about it. I was just I was happy that people were coming into the club that was going to better the team. And, and the same with Jordan. Uh, uh, he's just a, a tall, strong athlete who were who was going to fit in quite nicely in, in our squad. So that season, we were obviously among the favourites to kind of go up, which is a bit different to what we've seen the year before. Does that add an extra bit Where of pressure? Say again, sorry. Where were we? I suppose, yeah, I suppose that is debatable in a way. Like, we were probably, more people were probably giving us a bit more attention after getting to the playoffs the year before. So right. maybe favourites is exaggerating slightly. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Um, Bucky's had us down as favourites towards at the start of the season. Okay, I didn't know that. So there wasn't like an added pressure going into that season, or you, you say like about the project. Was it just another year and towards that two-year goal that Marky told you about? Yeah, in, in my opinion, it was. It was just it shows how much I pay attention to it. But I, I just didn't feel like we were uh, and anyone else was putting pressure on us. Maybe because I, I kept away from it. But I just the way I have always prepared a season is. is it's being as fit as possible and 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 win win the league. Uh, that was always my aim. The eight years I was there, probably not win the league in the Premier League when we were there, but it was obviously a different different uh, goal we set was, was to stay in the league, uh, which didn't happen. But I felt coming into every season, I I, I believed that we were gonna we were gonna win the league. What were your memories of that night against Charlton then? Um, and more importantly, how was the summer? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, just relief. Because it was, uh, it was not the, uh, it was not a nice game. It was not. Oh, it was awful, awful game. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And I remember that. I remember playing the game and I felt like it was just a matter of getting over the line. Um, and we were just so defensively strong and, and solid that we knew we weren't going to get, uh, we, we knew we weren't going to lose the game. Um, and we needed a point, and that's just exactly what we did. Um, it, it was, a, it was a, a long time coming, because uh, I, I obviously had been in Coventry for three years, which was a, a different uh, era in, in my career uh, and then the year before we were we were close but still far because of how good West Ham were um, and that year we I just felt like we were we were always nearly there nearly there and, and Cardiff was years leading up to that we were always nearly there nearly uh, nearly promoted uh, nearly in the playoff and, and it was just it was just a matter of getting over the line, and I think that that was the feeling when the the referee blew his whistle in, in the last minute, and I just see this wave of people coming towards towards <laughs> us. It, it was it was unbelievable. It was just it was a great great feeling, and then uh, knowing that you got your goal that you you set yourself before the season, it's it's something that you can't describe uh, as, a, as a footballer when you get over the line and you, you finish your, your goal. It, it's, 
it's a it's a special feeling. Was it a heavy summer after that as well, partying and celebrating it? Or um, were you one of the boys that ended up in McDonald's at the end of the night that uh, ended up partying with a load of City fans around the table? No, I wasn't there. Uh, maybe I was. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I remember the 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 bus bus tour, uh, which was one of the best thing I've ever seen, um, and. The, the the amount of people turned up uh, at the bay was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it, and was just it was just people happy for us, happy for the city, and and uh, uh, you could just feel the positive energy from from everyone, and everyone was there to celebrate with us, and it was um, it's a memory that I will I will never never forget. I, I still. I still sometimes look at the picture from 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 that just to just to feel it a little bit and 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 get the feeling I had at the time because when you're young like that, uh, what was I, twenty four? What what year was it? Two thousand fourteen? No, two thousand thirteen, right? Thirteen, yeah. 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 So yeah, I was I was twenty four, uh, and you sort of at that time you don't really take stuff in you you don't live in the moment you like everything is going on speed like it's just everything's going past you and uh, um that's probably the most disappointed i am not not just breathe in a little bit but I, that's why probably i look at pictures from from that uh, that evening just to remind myself how good of a feeling that was yeah it was a fantastic night that evening down the bay and yeah. I know you've probably talked about it a hundred thousand million times, but you obviously scored the first goal for Cardiff City in the Premier League, uh, getting that win against Man City. How what's that feeling like looking back and sort of knowing you you are forever etched in Bluebird history as the man that scored that goal? Yeah, I didn't think about it at the time. It was uh, probably the same as 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 the the Carling Cup final. This the, the disappointment. Um, the disappointment from, from that night. I didn't dwell on it. I didn't really realize uh, what I'd done. Um, but looking back at it, yeah, it's, it's, it's something special. And, and, and obviously, in the future, it will be remembered and, and talked about. Uh, so it, it's quite special for myself, um, for a special team like like and, and a special place in my career that was Cardiff and and being able to play in the Premier League twice with with the club that I I spent the majority of my career with um was was fantastic and, and always the achievement and well always the goal to get to the Premier League uh, was was that yeah uh, what are the highlights you have from that first from the first season in the Premier League? I know it was a bit of a difficult one towards the end, but what stood out for you other than the first goal? Yeah, probably that City game. You know, it's um, it was uh, it was it was a well played game for us. I mean, scoring three goals against a strong team like City at home, our first home game in the Premier League. It was the the stadium was absolutely bouncing, and it, it was just everything. When I look, when I think about that game, everything just went perfect. Even though we conceded um, uh, two goals, it was uh, one late goal from Jacko, wasn't it? But I felt like we were in control of the game, majority of it. So um, yeah, it, it was it was probably that's probably the the, the best moment in the, the that first year in, in the Premier League uh, was that game, you know. Obviously, it started so well, but in the middle, um, went a bit sour when Malky had to leave. Um, did the atmosphere around the club change, in, in your opinion, at that time? Yeah, um, I'm sure Kev talked about it. Uh, it just felt like we we went away from from what we were known for. You know, I think the pressure was uh, a lot higher. Uh, we brought in a lot of players who. In my opinion, didn't fit in the in the philosophy of, of what Malti was trying to do. Um, he brought in players for a lot of money who 
who um, probably have, had to play because we paid a lot of money for it. Uh, and we went away from the players who actually got us promoted and, and, and the togetherness and the, the strong team bond and friendship we had uh, that year before. Just, I think, in my opinion, if we would have played the same team as we did in the Championship, we would have stayed in that league. Yeah, I think a lot of fans feel the same way about that. And But what was it like when Solskjaer came in? Obviously, he was a recognisable name, but with very little managerial experience. Was that what caught us out then, along with those players that came in? Um, maybe, yeah. I think the, the task was quite big for him, uh, coming in into, into a, a club that was... There was a lot of things going on behind the scene, and... Uh, there's a lot of negativity going around. Uh, and obviously, the issues Marky had with, with the board and uh, the owner. and It was just... It, it did affect the squad uh, a bit, in my opinion. We felt the negative energy and we, we, um, we didn't recover quick enough. And, and don't get me wrong, I... I Solskjaer had, had, had a, in my opinion, he, 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 wanted, he wanted his ideas to, to come forward and you could see that he knew what he was doing. Uh, a very likable guy, but I think just the, the, the task was just too big for him and he didn't have probably the right players to fit the system and fit the football he wanted to play, you know. So... It was just a bad, it was just a bad mixture of of, of things, from from the club perspective, from the squad, and from the, the manager who, who probably wanted to have it a little bit different. You know, uh, that was probably what killed us in the end. And how do you get over the disappointment of the relegation? Then, like you worked so hard to get to that league, the promised land of the Premier League. It, how, how do you get over that? Yeah, it was difficult, I'll tell you that. Because, you, like you say, you worked ever so hard to get there and you obviously want to stay there and you want to play among, you want to play in the best league in the world. And that's why you're there. Uh, you want to compete against the best players. And and then, yeah, it's disappointing. But if you're like, all right, we're in the championship now and we, we've done it before. But you see a lot of teams that, come down and they don't recover. Um, it takes four or five years to get promoted again for some teams. Some teams go even further down. I mean, we've seen that with, with, with uh, many teams, Sunderland and, and others. So it's 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 a difficult stage and it's a it's a vulnerable stage for, for any club who, who gets relegated and is expected to, to get straight up. I mean, we've seen that with like West Ham. They stayed in the in the championship for two years, uh, one year. Aston Villa, they did the same thing. They stayed for uh, for a few more years. So it's it's quite difficult to get back to where you were uh, when you're used to the other things. So um, yeah, it was disappointing, but you just had to get back on on it and 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 figure your way out of it. Did you sort of at the end of that season sort of consider your future? You like you said, you worked so hard to get to the Premier League. Um, was there part of you thinking I'd like to stay there if the offer comes in, or was it a case of no, you're determined, you're focused to get back up with Cardiff City? Yeah, that was that was it. I, I didn't think about anything else. It's only one. Uh, there's, it's only one time I've thought about during my years that I thought about leaving uh, Cardiff, and that was uh, 2016 after. Uh, after the Euros, um, well, before the Euros, uh, that I, I knew that I had to get, get myself out. Uh, that's the only time I, I actually thought about um, that I wasn't wanted and I wasn't, I wasn't in the right frame of, of, of mind to give my everything. Because I'm, I'm that kind of a, a player that I'm not a good player if I don't give everything. Because um, I'm a different I haven't got the most technical ability to save myself from from not trying. So 
and I felt like I wasn't I was I wasn't there at, at, at the time in 2016 um, leading up to the Euros. Did the uh, success of the Euros sort of re- reignite your passion and sort of spark again? Did it? Yeah, and also the conversation I had with uh, Trolls. Um, the main reason was uh, Russell Slate, uh, which I. I, I just didn't get along with, uh, not arguing or, or anything like that. I just didn't believe that he was uh, honest with myself, and um, I just felt I felt like I wasn't I wasn't wanted uh, in the team. That I, I give it, given everything, I didn't I didn't feel like I was respected uh, in the way that I, I wanted to be. So, yeah, that, that's probably like I said, the only time I actually thought about. Uh, some something else. Yeah. So following on from uh, the Premier League season, um, it was a bit of a disappointing return to the Championship, uh, but the club did return to blue. Um, yeah. Did that sort of bring a relief, a relief to the players as well that sort of were there for the sort of rebrand and sort of dealt with the rough end of it? Was it nice to finally see a sort of end to that saga and sort of see the club back in the right colours? Yeah, I, I felt that. I felt the energy changing. Um, it took a while for the fans to come back, uh, in my opinion. Um, st- still, some some are still disappointed, uh, which which is understandable. Um, and we felt like we were, yeah, we, we were. The positive the positive energy was was back, and we we didn't have to think about or or. Or have have anything to do with with that anymore? So uh, yeah, that was probably the only positive thing coming out of that season. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, like you said, um, after, uh, Russell Slade came in after Oli Gunnar Solskjaer left. Um, how was you said you didn't have the greatest experience? I know a few players. Sort of Danny Gavinon spoke about how he sort of disrespected the players that weren't in and around the first team squads, and if they weren't his sort of players. How was that time under Slade for you? Yeah, um, I played. I played all right. I felt like, um, but I, I just never got him. Uh, I've, I've got nothing, nothing against him as a as a person or or uh, or anything like that. It's just I just didn't I didn't get him, and he probably didn't get me either. Hence why I wasn't I wasn't playing, um, but I, yeah, I, I just felt like he. It's obviously a difficult situation for him to come into a club and and uh, um, and having to rebuild, uh, cut back tremendous amount of money, um, getting players uh, in that in that bracket uh, which wasn't allowed to go over the bracket and. Uh, it's probably a difficult situation for him as much as, as as myself or the players, you know. But I didn't really see that side of it. I wasn't I wasn't like in that situation where I was um, out of the squad. I was still involved. I was on the bench uh, a lot, uh, which I wasn't used to, apart from the the, the last uh, the second half of the Premier League uh, season. So I, I I just wasn't used to it, to not be wanted, and it was a it was a strange feeling. Um, and uh, but I get what Gab is, is is saying in a way because I, I had a lot of conversation with him because um, I felt like we were in the middle of the league. We were we had a chance to make the playoffs, but we were never there. In my opinion, we were yeah. like. We were like, yeah, okay. There is five points. Uh, we're five points away from the playoff uh, place, so we could get there. But we never, we were never going to get there. I, I, I just felt, it, I felt it. And with the Euros coming up, uh, I, I, I had a numerous meetings, uh, knocking on the doors with with Slady, and and I, I asked him, like, am I? What do I need to do to to get in, into the team? And um, I have a big tournament coming up in the summer, and I want to be match fit, uh, etc. So it was just, 
and he said, yeah, next, next game, we're, we're looking at changing things. And it just never came. And I just felt like, all right. So I just, I stopped caring in a way. And it's, it's quite disappointing of feeling coming into a, a major tournament like that and, and not being uh, wanted at your club and, and uh, not being much fit. It was quite, yeah, I was quite disappointed with how he treated myself coming into that major tournament. Did anything change for you when Paul Trollope came in then? Because a lot of fans were calling for him to come in a bit sooner and saw him as the kind of brains of the outfit behind the slate. Managerial yeah. stint. Did, did anything change for you when he did come in? He, he, he was. He, I mean, uh, and the players, they liked what he, how he's seen, how he's seen football. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's, a clever, he's a clever man. Uh, clever football minds who, who wants his football played in a certain way, uh, and and I felt that straight away when I mean I, I was in. I remember I think we played. Uh, we played Hong uh, no, yeah it was Hungary. Uh, after the Austria game, uh, when we when we got to the last sixteen to play England, he, I already had spoken to him about three or four times because uh, I, I just had my mind on the, the tournament so I, I, I was still trying to focus on, on that and I still had my mind elsewhere than Cardiff because I just didn't feel like I wanted to come back. Uh, so it was something that that changed during that tournament because he, he, he kept talking to me, kept uh, ringing and speaking to me and, and I felt that I, I was wanted again, uh, which was quite nice. And then um, that's probably the, the turning point. And, and also after, uh, yeah, after beating England, it was, uh, it was, it was a special place to be at, at the time. <laughs> yeah, we quite enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Did I you was, stay only because you knew you'd never have to pay for another beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, in a way, I felt like I felt like after beating England, I felt like I was I was over and done with, with the UK. Um, but it was something that changed my mind in the summer uh, leading up to the to the season because I, I still obviously had a contract in, um, with Cardiff, and, and it was just yeah, the conversation I had with Trolls was was uh, positive, and I felt like uh, I was regaining my confidence. Uh, and my passion for Cardiff again. What do you think went wrong in the end when he did take over? Like you said, the players liked him. He, he had a good football brain, but what didn't quite click? Um, probably same again. He probably had the, the the team and the players to fit his system. Because uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it with him. We, we enjoyed our training sessions and our I felt like everyone was enjoying football and um, yeah, it was just, I don't know what it was. The only, the only negative thing I had was when I, when I came back, because he asked me to come back early uh, after the Euros, because we obviously did what we did in the Euros and, and I needed my holiday and, and, and he told me, uh, um, that we, we will look after you uh, coming back into fitness, uh, etc. And I was like, all right, no worries. And I remember the first, <laughs> the first training session I had with, with Jazz Richards. Uh, he was obviously with, with Wales uh, at the Euros at the time. And he, he had the same, same sort of summer. He was training the whole, whole tournament, even though he didn't play much. Um, the first training session, we did a bleep test. And I just thought, Ease my way into what I said. <laughs> this is not easing your way into anything. And and another thing was I was on the bench the first two games, um, and he wanted me to come back early to be fit for them games. And I was like, "Come on, I could have enjoyed my summer a little bit more, you know." But uh, yeah, but in in a way, I, I felt like we were we were enjoying it. We were playing good football, but. <laughs> The results just, it just didn't happen. I, I remember 
the, the first game against Birmingham when Alex Alex Ruel, uh, had a had a big big chance when it was nil nil, and that could have changed his future. You know, it, it, it just the confidence wise uh, and the football we were playing, I felt felt good, but it just didn't something didn't click click result wise. Uh, but we knew we bought his ideas and we were we were trying to to buy into it and, and change in our way and it just didn't work uh, which was quite disappointing but because we enjoyed it then you've got Warnock coming in what changes again then and why does that click was there anything that stood out of why it worked under him uh, yeah it's, it just his brilliant man management skills was it's something I've never ever seen before, um, and I remember because I, I rang Hogerson um, when he when he was about to come, uh, and the first thing Hogerson said, uh, "Ah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this," and and he said, oh, "Also, you're gonna be you're gonna be his player." So I, I thought, "All right, so we're up to, we're on to we're on to something here." And I just felt like his, his man management skills and just the first meeting that he comes in and just says, listen, boys, we've got, we've got, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, or not? Fuck on. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen, boys, we've got fuck all to, to lose. Um, and the first game I remember was a Bristol at home. And it was just the, the atmosphere and uh, I just felt it, it just gradually felt like positive Cardiff again you know you probably felt same when when he was coming in a man with experience a, a manager who's done it before got teams promoted um, and I, I felt like at the time we, we were just sailing a normal I don't know we were middle of the league team who were not charging for playoffs or, or we were probably nearer the relegation than anything so it was just a change that was needed and he was the exact right man to do it. He felt like the perfect... Fit. He, this takes certain people to fit in with Cardiff and become like the perfect fit. We've had very few of them in down the years. Sort of Eddie May's probably the more recent comparable thing to Warnock and that was sort of the early 90s. Um, yeah. Neil Warnock was just the perfect fit for Cardiff and it sort of grew. You could see the spirit and the bond sort of come very quickly players like bamba hoylet coming in um but unlike the first promotion people never really gave us a shot the second time we we were going up um was there a confidence in the group going to going into it or was it a bit of a surprise to you as well sort of getting to christmas and thinking bloody hell what are we doing up here uh yeah coming into into what you were saying with the, the change of how the place was i think what Warnock did was he he reunited the fans with the team. I don't know. Yeah, he obviously had the meetings and 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 the the talks he had because uh, he talks a brilliant game and he, he just gets everyone with him. And that's just we felt the change uh, from you guys, uh, the fans and, and and everyone around the club uh, that we were go- we were gonna move into the right direction again. Just. From little things like that, but he's just brilliant. He's brilliant at, at that exact thing, you know. Um, but yeah, coming into the the next season, I felt like we we had a chance, yeah, because the way we finished this the season before, uh, the way we were playing, uh, we were back to being solid, um, and we had a team that was. Gelling together, we were we were more friends, more more yeah. We we were just it was more I don't know just chemistry in in the in the squad, uh, and I felt like it felt quite similar to the year we got promoted uh, in the, uh, the first time. It was just a a group of great guys uh, who were fighting fighting for it, you know. Um. So with the fans, completely used to mention the fans getting back behind the team again. Um, does that make the promotion mean more knowing that everything sort of the whole club's back on the same page did you as you were there what six seven years at that point did it suddenly 
you've been there, you're a long-standing player, probably the longest serving player at that time. Did it mean just that bit much more to you then, going up in blue? Yeah, it, it, it did. And you could see how much more it meant for, for the fans. Um, like you said, we were, again, um, together. Uh, I, I remember going back. Um, it, it was... It was the, the the year we were in Premier League, uh, it was just negative wipe. Uh, I remember I deleted my Twitter <laughs> because I just I just couldn't be asked with it anymore. You know, you, you, it was just so much negativity, like bad comments that I used to get, even though I wasn't even playing. Um, so I just I decided to to delete the, the Twitter account I had. I made another one, Icelandic one, just so I. <laughs> Would stay away from this negativity. <laughs> I was alright to get the, the 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 abuse from from the Swansea fans. That was fine by me. But when you got the abuse from your own fans, it wasn't nice. And and uh, uh, the, the year we we got the second year we got promoted, uh, and it just like I said, it just changed everything around the club in, in a way. We were we were working all together. Um, Again, and I felt the positive changes were only going to end up with one thing, and that was being promoted. Um, how, how close, obviously, promotion happens, um, but your contract was up at the end of that season. Um, it took a while for a deal to be agreed. How sort of close were you to leaving? Because I know you were feeling it from 10 years in the championship. Um, how close to you were, were you from leaving or was it just too good, the Premier League opportunity too good of an opportunity to turn down you had to do it again with Cardiff? No, it wasn't down to me. I I always said it all along. I wanted to stay. Uh, um, but it, it was a, it was a up and down season the year we got promoted for myself because I when we I always remember this because we there was a game after the the Kosovo game at home, where which <clears throat> got us to the World Cup, uh, and we played Birmingham away, and I was on the bench because uh, Warnock thought I was I was still drunk after after the celebration we had in, in Iceland, um, which which it wasn't. It was just a long night, and then I travelled back in the morning, so um, it was more probably just protecting myself. Uh, and I remember I come on. And I lose my man in one two, um, which I usually just step in front of the, the oncoming player. He just sort of got away from me, and, and I stepped onto his his calf, unfortunately. And I I just feel something go in my ankle, um, and I knew straight away that was that was going to be a, a difficult difficult situation. I, I come off straight away, and I didn't play a game wow when was the next game I played um, I remember this... meeting you in the in the tunnel at Newcastle um, I was with the groom that was getting married that day and you were a few weeks away from being fit then right yeah okay yeah um, so it's five months no that that's that's the Premier League year right yeah I'm on about I'm on about the, the year we got promoted. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I was out for a good... I remember I played eight games towards the end of the season. Uh, and I, it just took a while to... Because I, I kept trying to come back. I kept trying to come back and it just it wasn't right. So I ended up having a surgery in December. Uh, I remember it was 23rd of December I had the surgery, I think. And then... Um, and it was a long way back from there. Uh, yeah, um, and I didn't. I just didn't feel a part of, of that success, you know. And that's why the, the goal against Nottingham Forest, my um, the, the flying kick, it's probably my my best goal uh, for Cardiff because it just meant so much to myself um, and. Um, because I, I felt like we were under the cost a little bit. We were um, there and there about. We were, we were about to go over the line again. And it just felt like we, 
that was an important important win leading leading forward because we had what was in Norwich the game after or or whole city. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But that that's probably the most important goal of my Cardiff career uh, at Nottingham Forest because it was just a frustrating season and, and and obviously coming into a last year of my contract and and people were fans were probably saying that he's he's finished. I felt I felt that and uh, and people were probably thinking that I was over the hill and, and I had done my job and that was it. So I, I felt like the, the frustration came out of myself when I, when we, when I scored that goal and there's nothing and then um, it just felt relief. Uh, that's why that's why it's such an important goal for my for myself. Uh, and then obviously we had the whole city game away where I do my ankle again and knee at the same time. Um, and it was just, uh, I just felt like, nah, this can't be right. This can't be happening again. Because World Cup was just around the corner. And I was last, it was last two months of my contract with Cardiff. And I thought I was, I was gone. I was finished. You know? I, didn't make, I wasn't going to make the World Cup. And, uh, Cardiff probably doesn't want to sign me again because I'm, I'm injury prone. Uh, I just felt like everything was, was against me. That time I remember we played them on Saturday, Saturday and I told Len, the, the doctor, I, I said to him, I need to have the scan tomorrow. And of course, Sunday, the Cardiff Bay Clinic is not open on Sunday. And he, 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 he said, they're going to relax, we'll, we'll figure it out, la la la. And, and, uh, and then I get the phone call in the morning. Uh, on the Sunday, I still couldn't bend my knee. It was just stuck in, in, a, in the same position uh, and my ankle was was throbbing and I felt my heart would be in, in my ankle and it was just I just wasn't in, the, in a good state I tell you that probably my wife was probably the only person who was allowed to speak to me uh, and I remember the phone call saying oh we have we have opened the, the card clinic can you get here in, in half an hour I said yeah no problem so I go back I, I go there and I remember Len was there the physio Paul uh, uh, James, sorry, and the the other doctor who who did my surgery on my knee was there, and and I had the scan. Sorry, it's a long story. I had the scan uh, on my on my knee, my right knee, uh, and then I it's a half an hour scan, and then I have another half an hour on my on my ankle. So I know that my wife Len. And James and the other doctor are there having viewed the scan in my knee because I was more worried about my knee than anything else. <clears throat> and so I knew they had already seen it because the, the, the second scan took forever, in my opinion. And I, I walk out of the, of the scanning room and I see my wife smile just a tiny bit and I just broke down in tears because I knew it wasn't that bad that I was going to miss the World Cup. Um, and I just I felt just everything coming out and on the Monday I had the surgery on my on my meniscus um, right knee the, the scan showed that my meniscus flipped over so he had to uh, remove a little bit to adjust it so I could actually bend my bend my knee again uh, and he gave me an option of of uh, do you want it repaired? And I said, "What's that? How long is that going to take?" He said, "Probably six to uh, five to six months." I said, "Yeah, good one." And then he he said, "Yeah, I probably knew you were going to say no to that." So I, he said, "I can take I can take the meniscus out, but you're going to have problem in the future." So I said, yeah, "Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck about that. You know, just get it out." And I'll I'll just rebuild and and get myself going again. And it was it was quite disappointing, obviously, ending to that season because uh, that game against uh, was it Reading? Reading, yeah. yeah. Being there, down in the upstairs, I just felt really really emotional of not being out on the pitch because I wanted to relive that Charlton game. Um, uh, that's probably <clears throat> yeah. The, the most disappointing I've, I've been at Cardiff and I, I, I come down to the tunnel 
uh, and I'm watching the Fulham game and watching out on the pitch and I see Birmingham score again, I thought, oh my God, we're just, it's, that's it. We don't have to score. We don't concede. It doesn't really matter if we concede because Fulham, Fulham obviously needed to better our result. So when that happened, I just thought, wow, it's happened again. And it's just a great feeling only because I scored that goal against Nottingham that I felt part of it, you know? It's crazy how one, one goal can change how you feel about a whole situation from feeling sort of outcast of the team to being a key member of that team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but the, the thing was, I played the first eight or ten games of this year. Um, we, we won, what was it, the first seven games or something. Um, yeah. So obviously, I'm I'm part of that, and I'm part of the the points that we've created in the beginning of the season. So, but it's just the the middle part of the season that sort of ruined my experience of of being a part of a, a team that got promoted. Uh, but like I said, that Nottingham Forest goal where I where I scored was probably my way into into being a part of of the success. You know. I remember looking back on the replay, I don't think I've seen a player celebrate by swearing as much as you did at that point. It just looked like everything sort of came out of you at that for that celebration. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I mean. I just, I, I wanted to take my frustration now of uh, just let it out. Uh, and it just came out in swear words. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's probably the first thing I learned when I got to England. Probably swear words, so that's probably why. But uh, yeah, it just, it was a special feeling and, and, and a great, great feeling. And obviously, uh, against Nottingham, I played. I always played well against Nottingham. And I felt like I was always going to score in that game. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and...